Hey y'all, hey, Soil Cousins, I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it, all right? So we know this is a, a election year, all right? There's a It's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president, all right? So what you need to do is go to Ballot Ready, that's B-A-L-L-O-T, R-E-A-D-Y dot org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can. You know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to you. Depending on what time you're listening, I am Cola B. Talking, your crossing guard at the intersection of black culture and horticulture. And I am here today to wish everyone well, among other things. Um, I know some of our hearts, many of our hearts are heavy as in the black community and, you know, in the community at large, we are collectively grieving over the loss of Kobe Bryant. And I'm going to get into that momentarily. And actually, I'm not going to hold you. Uh, this episode is not going to be that long and it was intended to be introspective anyway. So I think that it all just kind of falls in line with that whole vibe. So because this episode is not going to be in the traditional format with an interview and all of those things, just know that there was an interview that I recently did 
with the host of Afrobeats. I was on the Afrobeats podcast. That's Afro B-E-E-T-S because it is a show that is centered around Afro-veganism. Word, Afro-veganism and how we use food as a tool to explore the African diaspora and get information and knowledge about plants. So I was excited to have um, a very nice conversation with Christian. And I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. Of course, there is our previous episode with Dr. Haley, our resident doctor of public health. She is, that's official. Y'all can't tell me it's not because <laughs> I said so. And so Dr. Haley is on our last episode, episode nine. And just go on over there if you, you haven't caught up yet so you can get down in the garden of wisdom. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into our Kwanzaa principle of the week. And that is Ujima. And of course, Ujima is collective work and responsibility. And you know, that's what that principle was specifically selected for this episode because in respect to and reverence to the memory of Kobe Bryant, of course, we know um, he also, well, the family lost uh, his daughter and uh, there were there was a lot of loss and there was a lot of grief collectively all together in that whole entire situation. And I'm I'm very I'm very careful about how I speak on it because I I do not wish to invoke any further grief for for anybody that is already taking that pretty hard. And my heart goes out to you. And I'm not up here trying to find the right words because in a situation like this, it probably there probably just isn't. Um, so I'm not even really going to try to front like that. So collective work and responsibility is, you know, when we're talking about someone who was on a sports team who left a legacy of excellence on the court, of course, collective work and responsibility was a part of that as a team player. So I just want to, just want to say that and observe that principle. And I want us to consider how we can build and maintain our community together to make our brothers and sisters problems, our problems, and to solve them together. That is the principle that I would like for us to consider on this week's episode. And we're just going to get right into some introspective plant wisdom. This is a lesson that I learned from my regal shield. So I just want to share that with you. It's pretty simple, but somewhat profound. And it's one of those, I don't know who needed to hear this, but I'm here for you. You know, it's so amazing how our plants can teach us things teach us lessons. I mean, if you really look at it, let me let me tell you what what I'm talking about. So, over the past few days, I've been watching my Alocasia Regal Shield and I really by the third day that it was blooming, I just started getting really particularly attentive to it and what I realized is every day that I look at it, it's doing something different. 
there it started out with I noticed the uh, flower stalk coming out and I'm not the science girl. So don't get me started lying about all of the Latin terms and the scientific terms. Just hear me out. I noticed the stalk is coming out. I realized, oh, it's not a new leaf. It's blooming. Fine. And so then I start kind of figuring out, okay, what do I want to do with this? And I asked uh, I asked someone on the ground, gosh, I wish I could remember that name right now to shout them out properly. It was the homie Top Notch Pot. And he was like, yo, I just cut mine off. So of course, at that point, having taken that into consideration, I had a decision to make. I decided. I don't think I'm going to cut it off. And then um, I did not regret that decision because once the stalk grew out to, to its full uh, length and once that flower opened up, I was delighted. I was like, oh my God, you know how you feel when you see that flower open up. You know how you feel when you see that leaf fully emerge and start to uncurl. You be in your feels. If I'm in my feels, I know y'all in y'all feels about it as well. And it's, I took it beyond just the feels when I realized, damn, every day I come back and I look at this plant and I'm excited to see it in the morning because of the position that it's in. It's, it's in the kitchen. And you know, I'm coming in the kitchen every day because your girl got to eat. So I'm like, yo, okay. So the flower opened and then there's this little white stalk and then there's this, um, kind of like a hood type of situation. And so initially the hood was, you know, kind of like upright. And then after a day or two, I noticed that the hood peeled back. And so I'm like, yo, word. Okay. So there was actually two stalks that came out. The second stalk is shorter and it has not opened yet, but all of this activity is happening. So I know that my plant is happy. I also know that my plant is definitely changing really rapidly on me. And I'm like, yo, that's what we do. That's literally what we do as humans. We, we are growing. We are evolutionary. I remember saying not too long ago before I noticed all of this, that I feel like I'm a different person every day, every minute, every hour. I could go to the bathroom and come back and I'm just a new person. Obviously, I'm a lot lighter. Obviously, I'm relieved for obvious reasons. And I just recognize that same concept in this plant as I'm noticing all of this rapid development as it is blooming, which of course, there's a whole language, there's a whole analogy in the concept of flowers or plants rather blooming or flowers if you want to. We could do that too. It, when they're blooming, it's very beautiful. And when we as humans are blooming, we tend to think of those types of processes in, in the human life as when good things are happening. When you're, you're growing, you're learning more about yourself and you're really even becoming successful. You're blooming. New leaves are coming out. You know what I mean? But it's not always a state of blooming. And I could get into all the Pinterest quotes, but I'm not going to do that because I'm just speaking from the heart. So I don't have those Pinterest quotes anyway, but you are welcome to Pinterest to find all the blooming quotes that you want and at me if you want. And so not only do we bloom, but we also have stages of dormancy. 
And I want to encourage anyone who is in a state of dormancy right now, because that's what I always get from those quotes anyway, which is that, you know, there is a time to bloom, but there is also a time to be dormant, a time to sit your ass down, sit down, get some rest. If you're overworked and you're just in this constant struggle and hustle, trying to get to the blooming state and not fully appreciating your time for dormancy, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And you just need to take kind of an assessment of your life and figure out what's really happening right now. Is what What's the season for me? Is this the blooming season or is this the dormancy season? And, you know, even uh, besides dormancy, another thing that came up for me is how the the plants drop leaves and whew, we can go all over the place with that. Dropping leaves, dropping friends, dropping physical weight, dropping spiritual weight, just having things just kind of dry up and end and needing to be pruned and removed from our lives, things like that. So, you know, it's one of those, this is one of those, I don't know who needed to hear this, but here it is. And I, I hope that you look at your plants in a new light if you hadn't already looked at them like this. The next time that your plant is blooming, just be mindful of the fact that you too can bloom. But that doesn't mean that you need to be blooming all the time. Enjoy the dormancy. Just enjoy it. And when you got to drop some leaves or prune some leaves, try to use good discretion and figure out how you can remove that thing from your life that you need to remove so that you can have that much more energy that you'll be able to direct towards continuing to grow. I can't say this enough. You know, we learn so much from our plants. We, they teach us about nurturing and how to be patient. Hopefully we're getting that lesson. I know all plant people are not patient people, <laughs> but we be trying though. But plants also teach us about grief and loss because sometimes you lose a plant and it makes you sad and you try to figure out what you could have done different or what you could have done better. But I want to encourage you that you tried and I want to encourage you to remember that it wasn't a failure because you learned a lesson. So grief is inevitable. You know, that's just the circle of life. Our plants teach us about grief and loss, but on the bright side, they also console us. When we see that new life emerge, when we see new leaves, and when we see the newness in, in the spring, and especially this is not just about the houseplant people, I know there are gardeners who are getting ready to plant some seeds, y'all. And uh, planting a seed is a very beautiful symbolic thing that we can do. It's like a symbol of hope. When you plant a seed, that is an act of faith. That is an act of courage. You are willing new life to come forward from something that you're putting into the soil. So shout out to all of us sowing seeds I'm getting ready to actually read the parable of the sower by Octavia Butler. That is going to be dope. Cannot wait. And uh, that is just, that's just a, um, hmm, how do I put that? 
kind of an indication as to uh, what's to come. I would encourage everybody to read that if they haven't read it. If you have read that book, can you email me low at uh, blackinthegarden at gmail.com? Y'all know the email. It's in the show notes, blackinthegarden at gmail.com. I'm very interested in the connection between literature and plants. And we're definitely going to get into that. We're about to get into Black History Month. I'm preparing for that. I've been to the library, y'all. Listen, this is serious stuff. I'm taking this very seriously as we should. We're going to have a good time. Don't get me wrong. But Black History Month is upon us. So if you have any horticultural or agricultural figures, because you know our figures be hidden. If you know of any Black horticultural or agricultural figures, I don't care when you're listening to the show, whether it be January or whether it be any time of the year, because you know our history is 365 days of the year. And this year is 366 because it's a leap year. Y'all, don't get me started on that. Just know on February 29th, we're going to cut up. Also, as for the the resources, just send me an email. Like I said, you got the, the email address. You can send me a DM on the Instagram. That is a cool way to get in touch with me. You can even leave a message on Anchor. Uh, that is, uh, the, that link is there. It's there. <laughs> but if you go to my link tree, then you can hit the speak back button and you can holler at your girl about these uh, references because we need all the references that we can get. I don't like that our hig- that our figures are hidden, but that's just what it is. But that does not change the fact that we have contributed n- across the diaspora. Okay, I'm not just talking about African American history. I am talking about the history of blacks across the whole world because we have absolutely impacted and influenced the world. And I appreciate you all so much for tuning in this week. And um, you know, the hashtag is black in the garden and all the other hashtags. I'm just trying to keep it simple and light. So I'm gonna keep it pushing and everything else is going to be in the show notes. And I want to wish you all love, light and soil.